Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Welcome to WriteCast, a casual conversation for serious writers, a monthly podcast by the Walden University Writing Center. I'm Claire Helikoski. And I'm Casey Walls. This month, we interview Dr. Cheryl Reed on her dissertation journey. Hi, everyone. It's been a while, and we are so glad to be back. Yeah, we missed you. This month, we are interviewing a familiar voice, Dr. Cheryl Reed. You might remember her from her instructor interview and our writing groups episode, episode 62. Recently, Cheryl has completed her dissertation, and we wanted to have her on this month to share a bit about that journey with you all. Welcome back, Cheryl. Yeah, welcome, Dr. Reed. Thank you. It's so nice to be back. Cheryl, could you tell us a little bit about your doctorate, like what it's in and where you got it from? Sure. I earned a PhD in English from Duquesne University, which is a small liberal arts college in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And my dissertation is titled Recommended Reading, Booklist Books, and Middlebrow Tastemaking. And in it, I expand our previous definition of the literary middlebrow by examining book recommendations from the late 19th century through to the present. That sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's so different from the subjects we pursue at Walden, but mm -hmm. Casey and I have backgrounds in writing and literature too, so it's right up our alley, I think. <laughs> Could you tell our listeners a little bit about how the dissertation process went for you? How was it completing your dissertation while working full-time and with a young kiddo at home? Yeah, um, it was without a doubt <laughs> the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've done some some hard things in my life. <laughs> so I found out that I was pregnant at the end of the same term when my prospectus was approved. So like right when I was getting into actually working on the dissertation itself. And that was the timing that we had hoped for when we were trying to have a child. But writing while pregnant was much more difficult than I expected. I thought it would be a lot smoother. Um, <laughs> surprise. Uh, and then I had a life-threatening illness after I gave birth. So alongside with that and then caring for a newborn, that really just put everything on hold for a few months. And then I needed to jump into a job search. So I started working full-time at Walden alongside my second year of dissertation work. Lots going on. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. So I had to be really creative. I had to manage my time well. And luckily, my job at Walden has always allowed me to work flexible hours and to work from home. So I was able to use my best writing hours of the day for my dissertation instead of being in a car commuting to my job. So I was, I've been very grateful for that. But I used different schedules, different strategies throughout my dissertation process. Um, for most of it, I got up very early to write before my son woke up, who is also an early riser and always has been. Um, and before my workday began, before like sort of everything that makes your day crazy started. And I also put in a lot of time over the weekends. But even so, there were lots of times when I had done the time management stuff. I had scheduled the time to write. I had done everything to help myself focus. And I still couldn't seem to get anything done when I sat down at my desk. So I definitely had to build some buffers into my schedule and adjust along the way just to account for those rough days that kind of happen for no reason. Wow, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Earning a doctorate on its own is 
super difficult, but you had so much additional life stuff going on. I'm just, it's crazy impressive, Cheryl. Could you talk a little bit about those buffers you mentioned? Like, what do you mean? I know a lot of our students also have a lot of things going on in their lives, and, and it seems like that would be some great advice that they could really use. Yeah, so I guess what I mean is being flexible when I was setting up sort of a project management approach for my dissertation. So at the beginning of my dissertation process, I would try to give myself these hard deadlines that I was like, okay, I'm absolutely going to have, you know, a certain number of pages to my professor by this date, no negotiations. (laughs) And then you know, I, I might have a bad writing day, but also like my kid might get sick or, you know, something else could come up. Um, so I found as I became increasingly frustrated with myself and just like felt really crummy for not meeting my deadlines repeatedly mm-hmm. that I needed to give myself some extra time as I was building in those deadlines to just account for things going upside down on me things that I couldn't account for, bad writing days. And so just saying like, okay, I'm going to try to have have this done. I feel like this is a reasonable amount of time for me to do this task in my dissertation, to work on this section or to accomplish this research goal, but then not beat myself up if I didn't meet that goal. Or maybe maybe I had a soft goal for myself and then a firmer goal to get it to my faculty. Just those those different approaches that built in a little more flexibility to account for all the craziness that happens along the way. That makes that's, a lot of sense. That's great advice, Cheryl. And uh, with this past year, it seems really, really important <laughs> to have those strategies. So I know that it's kind of feeling like it's impossible to get away from this topic, but Would you be willing to share a little bit about your experience navigating your degree completion during this pandemic? We talked about keeping up your motivation on our last episode, but do you maybe have any additional personal tips or words of encouragement for students? Yeah, so when the pandemic hit, which as of our recording was about a year ago, something that was already very hard felt completely impossible. So my my dissertation didn't get much attention for a few weeks because it honestly just didn't feel like a priority. Mm-hmm. So I was adjusting to, I had already been working from home, but now I had my family home all the time because my <laughs> husband was working from home. My son wasn't in preschool anymore. So I was adjusting to to our sort of new schedule and the, the loss of my, <laughs> my solitude. So it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I was also, I was making cloth masks like a crazy person because I, I've i always sewn. And so that felt like a thing I could do as someone who's not in healthcare. So I was doing a lot of that. And I was just like reading way too much news for a few weeks there. Um, yeah. yeah, I imagine a lot of us were. And I, I curbed that after a while. So at some point I realized that I was trying to use these strategies that had worked for me before but they weren't working anymore under these new circumstances. And I needed to make some changes if I was going to get anything done. So working for my dissertation for an hour or two every single day had worked really well for me before. Once I was dealing with the pandemic circumstances, it made me feel like I was just stretched in way too many directions in a single day when I was also working my job just like before and splitting childcare shifts with my husband so that he could also work his job. So I adjusted my schedule so that instead of working on it a little bit every day, I had longer stretches to work on my dissertation, but on fewer days each week. 
which I didn't love, but at least I was making progress. Whereas mm -hmm. I hadn't been when I was like trying to force myself to follow this everyday schedule that had worked before. And then also accountability was something that had worked really well for me before. I had been someone who was like super motivated by like trying to keep up a streak of work days. Like I would track how many days in a row have I worked on my dissertation and I got up really high a few times and it felt, <laughs> felt really good. I was like, oh, I can't break my streak now. Mm -hmm. But now I had days when I just couldn't work on the dissertation because of just like the heaviness of the world <laughs> and yeah. that had to be okay. So I had to make those adjustments for sure. And I would remind students, even if you're listening in the bright future, when hopefully this is all <laughs> behind us, that even so life doesn't stop during graduate school. Mm -hmm. So over the time I was working on my PhD, I lost family members. I moved across the country. I moved from Pittsburgh, where I was doing my coursework back home to Minnesota and studied long distance. I became a mom. I started a new job. I bought a house. I got a puppy. I did all kinds of like life things that you're not supposed to do in graduate school <laughs> if you're following the rules but we like we want to put our heads down and power through but it takes a long time to finish a degree and so even if you do everything that you can to put your head down and power through life is probably gonna throw some punches along the way and you just have to figure out a way to roll with them that being said the challenges of grad school are temporary the pandemic is hopefully temporary. It's feeling feeling more temporary right now. The degree is something that you'll have forever. Mm -hmm. So I thought about quitting so, so often. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I know that I'm not a quitter. And quitting the program would have been more damaging to me than making it through, even though it was really hard to make it through. So if you're in a place where you're not sure how you're going to keep going through your program, I, I would say think about your future self and think about what does he or she gain? What does your community gain when you complete your degree? And what what might it look like if you didn't complete your degree and just just really weigh those for yourself. Um, and I, I find that motivating and I did find that motivating. Thank goodness. Yeah, you're really an inspiration, Cheryl. Uh, your motivation and persistence are so admirable. I definitely thought about quitting my master's degree a few times. And while the experience was really great, it made me very sure that a PhD route wasn't for me. <laughs> so I really commend you and and all our students who are mm -hmm. working towards that goal. It's so admirable. It's so much work. And frankly, you know, having because I have a young family too, having that go on in my life right now is I just don't feel like there's room for anything else. But you and so many of our students make it happen anyway. And it's really incredible. Although your experience was really different than Walden students, you still did it. So what do you think helped you get through this process the most? And what would you suggest Walden students look for to support them through their dissertation process? Oh, yeah. So first, I would say, be proactive when you're seeking out support. So Walden faculty, Walden support staff, like the Writing Center, are all here for you, but ultimately this is your degree. So you're gonna have to be the one to determine what kind of help you need and then ask for it. It's not going to just fall into your lap. Like you really need to take agency in your own learning and your own dissertation. So if you don't know where to go for that help, 
that's where that's where people can come in and help you out. But it's it's a matter of like reaching out, being the person who asks for help. So if you if you're struggling with some element of your program, ask your faculty, ask your advisor, and they'll get you the help that you need. Because I promise it's out there. Walden has some of the best support services that I've seen, but you have to you have to be the one to reach out and ask for it. Second, I'd say let your family and friends help you. <laughs> if you have someone offering to take your kids or drop off a meal when you're in like this stressful period in your, your program, take them up on it. You don't need to be a superhero. You don't need to try to do it all. That's just going to cause you to crash and burn. So like let people help you. <laughs> And then finally, I feel like this is said all the time, but I'm going to say it anyway, make space to take care of yourself. And by that, I don't just mean the bubble baths, the skincare, the painting of the nails, all those things are lovely, <laughs> but also the doctor's appointments, therapy, exercise, nutrition, sleep. We like to think of our brains as being separate from our bodies, but they're so interconnected. And so we need to take care of them both. So I recommend thinking of taking the time to do those things as an investment in your ability to be successful in your degree program, not something that's taking away time from it, but something that's really contributing to your success. That's so important. And Cheryl, you have already provided such great advice and inspiration, truly. But before we close out, I'm just wondering if you have any closing words or any final writing tips for students as they're working through their dissertation projects. I'll just say be kind to yourself. <laughs> Very few people attempt a graduate degree, even fewer managed to finish one. Mm -hmm. So you're doing something really, really hard and you need to try as hard as you can to be kind to yourself along the way, whatever that means for you. That is great advice. And thank you so much for sharing all of your experiences today, Cheryl, and for supporting our students. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Reed. Thanks for having me. We'll have some links to our previous episodes mentioned today in our show notes. And until next time, listeners, keep writing. Keep inspiring. WriteCast is a monthly podcast produced by the Walden University Writing Center. Visit our online writing center at academicguides.waldenu.edu slash writing center. Find more WriteCast episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast app. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our blog and at writing support at waldenu.edu. Thanks for listening.